You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, what's up, world? We're back on Misunderstood Podcast. I have three-time returning guest, Mm -hmm. Grant Bender, very special person to me because we are gearing up to do my wedding. My wedding is coming up. It's a hundred days from tomorrow, Brant. So I see you really, really soon. Yes. I'm so excited. Can't wait. I am so excited because we've been working together like eight years, how, like seven and a half years. I forget how long ago it was that we met. It, it's been a while. And now we've really truly worked together in like all facets. So you're kind of like my go-to when it comes to all things wedding. And as a photographer, you've been to more weddings than the average person. obviously. (laughs) So you're the perfect person to discuss three biggest wedding mistakes from the point of view of a photographer, a guest, my experiences also as a bride too. And I feel like our listeners will definitely appreciate this in their wedding planning process because it's not often that we talk about mistakes you're making. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's great to be back and I'm honored. Thank you. So let's get into them. Yeah. Let's get into it. Give the listeners what they want. Give the people what they want. (laughs) Um, And you know, you made a good point as we were talking prior to this, that you, you were on the podcast season one and we talked about pretty much like how your business built and all those specific things about being a wedding photographer. But then last season, season two, episode 57, we got into the wedding timeline and how important that is. So we have a whole episode on wedding timeline, how to build it, what's important. And that'll come up today. But I just wanted to reference that because people might be like, oh no, like I want more. We've already (laughs) talked about that. So first we mentioned wedding mistake. Number one that you should avoid is not doing an engagement session. So Brand, as a photographer, why don't you elaborate on why that's important? The reason I feel it's important is because it just gives you an opportunity to get to know each other. Yeah. And now you're able to be a little bit more comfortable with basically all of us together. And, you know, especially with your partner and because they don't, sometimes they're not involved as much mm-hmm. in the planning. So next thing you know, like, hey, you've hired a photographer and they're like, well, who is this person? Yeah. You know? And then you can say, well, you're going to get to know them because we're going to do an engagement session and you can get to know them. And what's funny is, gosh, almost every time you sort of show up, you're kind of nervous. You don't know what to expect. But by the end of the session, you're thinking, well, that's it. It's over. I'm having such a good time. I wish we could keep going. So the progression, even if that session is just an hour up to two hours or whatever, it's just a really great time to get to know each other, to talk, talk about the wedding, to start talking details. So it just... There's a lot of information that comes out of that session that you wouldn't expect that it would. And mm-hmm. so that's why I love to do it. Plus, yeah. it just, I tend to find a lot of times that a lot of these photos go on the walls as well, because yeah. it's not necessarily always the wedding photo that's on the wall. It's it's the engagement pictures that end up on your walls. And I, I, and I think you can four of yours on my wall right now. Actually, I have five of them on my wall right now. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you can even think in the future that you know, you'll have your wedding photos, but not all of those engagement photos are coming down. I'm guessing maybe only one or two might to be replaced. So I think they're just, 
a good snapshot in time, mm-hmm. especially, and you can remember the experience kind of coming into the whole thing. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to do that. So yeah. I highly recommend it when you can. That and gosh, and you're a destination. We made it happen. Yeah. I'm thinking back to doing our engagement session together, which was almost a year ago. Was it? Um, yeah, it was last <laughs> February. And it was wow. like, I, you know, I've had a year and a half. Well, I, by the time I get married, it'll be my, a year and a half engagement. But it was so fun to like, that was like the first thing I really looked forward to was, you know, got engaged. And then I think four or five months later, like we had our engagement session. And like you mentioned, you know, with Austin and I, I mean, Austin's never been involved in any sort of wedding process. I don't even know if he's been a groomsman before. I don't think he has. Like, I mean, he's been to a lot of weddings, but he's never been like knee deep in the planning process. Right. So, um, you know, meeting you, he knew you were really important to me, but he just did it. He was kind of like, what's different with Brant versus other photographers? You know, like to be frank, he's like, you know, why, why did you choose him? Like not to be mean, but like, I just did literally want to know, you know what I mean? So I was like, honestly, like you, you just need to see, like you need to see how like he works and he's going to be really helpful and like directive with you and all of that. And so when we showed up, he did just that, like, he's not as comfortable as I am in front of the camera. So he loved meeting you, feeling guided, felt so relaxed, you know, after like the first probably 15, 20 minutes. And then by the end of it, when we got in the car, he was like, that was actually really fun. And like, yeah, and he, and I couldn't believe he was saying that because he hates taking pictures because I make him do it all the time. So <laughs> it was just like, you know, that made me feel so validated for the wedding. Like he's going to feel comfortable and right. at ease for the wedding. Exactly. The other, other key, at least when you start the engagement session, I, I, I would make this recommendation, whether it's an engagement session or whatever it is, I don't start taking pictures like right away. Like you just yeah. walk up and we just start taking pictures. You know, there needs a few minutes of time just to kind of chat and kind of relax and kind of because you're always trying to get there you know, you're rushing to get there. You don't want to be late or whatever it is, you know, waiting for sunset. Just take a few minutes, take a deep breath, and then we'll get going. And then I'll help guide you from there. Yeah, I completely agree. And another thing too, like from the bride perspective is that it's really a great way, like an engagement session to introduce your wedding theme or vibe. So you're going to use those Mm -hmm. photos. Like you mentioned, obviously that's what's going to go up on the wall. But I'm so glad I took them early because I've used them for everything. <laughs> I've used them yes. for my save the dates. I use them for my wedding website. I'm using them for my decor. I've used it for every possible wedding related thing. And I didn't just like pull up old iPhone photos. Like I had professional engagement photos with our photographer for everything wedding. And so I was very specific about like the colors I chose to wear. Like I wanted them to be similar to the colors of our wedding. I, I We did formal photos with you because we're having a black tie wedding. You know, all of those little things, I feel like kind of alluded to the vibe they're going to have um, when they come right. to our wedding in April, instead of just doing like jerseys and picnic blankets <laughs> and like, you know, sweaters, like all oh, that's super cute. And we did a casual outfit with you which I loved, but I mean, for the most part, like they were pretty modern and formal because that was going to be the vibe of our wedding. And like I said, I've used them for literally (laughs) everything. So I could not push this enough. Like not only is Austin comfortable, but like I'm happier as a bride because I have content to use for all these parts of the wedding planning process. Right. Yes. That's a wonderful tip in itself. Thank you. 
<laughs> that's an extra um, one. That's another bonus. You're getting a lot bonus of bonus tip. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely not just do an engagement session, but do an engagement session with your photographer. I think, yeah. you know, I yeah. think most of the time those are wrapped in with like the, they tend to be, they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. even if it's a little bit more, like it's well worth the money to have that experience with your photographer. Well, I think that depends on a destination. If you're just not able to do it, yeah. go ahead and hire a photographer and make sure you do that. But yeah. So maybe you don't get too far into the weeds without photographer, obviously, because yeah. they wouldn't be at your wedding, but at least get something done. Yeah. Get your partner, you know, used in front of the camera that way. Cause it's not, what's interesting is because so many people take pictures with their phones. Now it's the camera and the lenses and the stuff and maybe lighting and everything else. So that's, you know, sort of what the photographer is doing that what they're bringing to it as well. So just getting used to that sort of yeah. level of photography, not just a phone. I completely agree. Okay. So next we were talking about this both in our planning meeting last week with me as the bride but in general, kind of like what trends we're seeing and also how this helps your timeline are you, you said mistake number two is not doing a first look with anyone, like do a first look with someone like what it doesn't matter who it is, but do a first look with someone specifically, you mentioned groom, bridesmaid, father, all possibilities for doing a first look kind of expand on that a little bit. Why you think that that's so important. As long as you built this into the timeline, it's such a wonderful moment to take. Yeah. Most recently, the trend I've seen, probably it's maybe in the last eight months, maybe a year, is the the father first look. And I yeah. tell you, they are so emotional and it's so wonderful to see. Gosh, it's, I'm, I'm kind of getting goosebumps just talking about it, just kind of remembering some of those. And then, of course, the groom first look, if you can. I know that's always, I'm sure we, we touched on that in our previous yep. podcast. But you're going to get more photos that way. Mm-hmm. You can knock out some of those uh, wedding party photos as well by doing that. We don't get too deep into that. Mm-hmm. And then, like you had mentioned, doing a bridesmaid's little first look. Because that works into your timeline. Because you have yeah. a little bit bigger wedding party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have your principal people help you get in the dress and have the other girls down ready to go and then to see you. And then... It's just, yeah, some really special moments to share. So I highly, highly recommend doing them if possible. And if you are, then just build it into the timeline. Yeah. I feel like before the father first look was trending, like it was kind of already happening, you know, like Mm -hmm. the dad would like come into the room and like see the bride, you know, and it'd be emotional. But I think what changes people started planning for this so that they actually meet him in like a more photographic place or like make it more intimate. Cause I feel like I've both been a a bridesmaid, but also a photographer when this happened and you document the moment, but like, it was always awkward. Cause I'd be like kind of standing on the bed. Cause like they walk into the hotel room and like, he's crying and you're like, Oh my God, this is good content, like great photos. But like, this is the photos aren't going to like look that pretty there. I'm just kind of like documenting the moment. So now it's a messy really, room or something. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not exactly the prettiest thing in the world. And so I'm, I love that people are planning for that now and it's going to happen regardless. Like your dad is going to see you for the first time and your dad's not going to be in the room with you or your mom, whoever's dressing you. Like they're not going to be in the room while you're getting your dress on and like those right. details. So yeah, I'm definitely doing that. And then the bridesmaid first look for you and I just came up. Mm-hmm. organically because yeah. I, it was a space thing. It was like, okay. And minimum, like my mom and my maid of honor will be there helping me like get ready. And like, those are the people I want in those pictures, but there's just actually not even room to have all <laughs> nine of my bridesmaids in the room, you know, <laughs> right, like right. 
that it gets cramped, it gets stressful. Like people are crying, people are like, you know what I mean? They're in the way. So like just dismiss everyone and then that can have its own moment later. And I think that those pictures will turn out so much better. And the moment will be more exciting too. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll be like a big reveal for them as well. Yep, for sure. So it's, yeah, it's, all these are such great things to do and accomplish and just telling, because you want to tell your story, right? Yeah. And then by planning these, you are telling your story and making that happen. So, and some of the reactions you get are just so, so fun. Yeah. So fun. I know. Um, I'm so excited to see everyone. My dad's going to cry so much. Yes. My bridesmaids are going to be so excited. Probably going to cry. And then yes. for me, I, I'm not doing a first look with Austin just because we have time factor. Yeah, the time, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that would be it. If we were like up against the clock, I would definitely take a recommendation and do it. But we also remember you you have time in between. Or um, Yeah. Yeah. In, after the ceremony is over, we have time to do photos. So yeah. So his first look, which is the traditional one of you coming down the aisle. I mean, mm -hmm. that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. so capturing that is a must. Yeah, exactly. So now we can kind of dig into, we'll just expand on the timeline. Like I mentioned, we already kind of spoke about it before and its importance in episode 57, but why this is a wedding mistake. So why not building a timeline for your photos and, you know, with your photographer, why is that a huge mistake that brides are making if they're not doing that? Well, we did this uh, last week, right? Mm -hmm. We were on the phone for an hour, right? Yeah, so hour and a half, probably. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. and like you mentioned, a lot of things come up organically as you start talking about the details and really understanding what that's like mm -hmm. and what needs to be done. So, for example, you know, we talked in the previous podcast about making sure your hair and makeup is done on time. Yeah, I guess I bring it up. I guess I'll bring it up every podcast because yeah. I feel like it's so important, right? To know how many people need hair and makeup done, mm -hmm. how long that takes per person. I've heard forty-five minutes per, so so that's an hour and a half per person. So, how many makeup artists do you need? Have you done your trial run with your hair and makeup? Which, mm -hmm. by the way, I should jump back to the tip for engagement session. If if you can, do a trial hair and makeup run prior to your engagement session. So that will give Super you time for that as well. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So just being able to to do that allows you to just be that much more ahead of the game and that well planned out prior. And the other thing we talked about is with how many bridesmaids do you have? You know, who how yeah. many people need to get from point A to point B, right? So that all needs to be factored in because in the timeline you can't just put, you know, 1230 to 130 prep and then yeah. 130 to to two o'clock, you know, bridesmaids photos. You know, yeah. you, you got to build a little bit of time in there, and uh, especially with the with the larger wedding party, then for sure you need to do that. Hair and makeup, people do not realize how stressful that is. Yes, because if your photographer shows up, like I think our hard start time is ten. Like your photographer shows up, and you still have like two people in line who don't have it, like they're essentially, not only are they going to miss all the photos, they're not going to be ready for all the photos. And then usually the bride, I know for my makeup artist, like I'm the very last one to get done. She's like, your makeup should be the freshest. So I'm like, I really need to make sure I'm on time because, you know, I'm going to miss everything. It's going to be delayed. We're cutting into photos and getting ready and bridal portraits and all of that stuff. So that I can't stress that enough. Like I've seen that happen where like people are just late and it cuts yeah. that little, like you think it's like a small thing, but like that chunk of time is the first thing to get done on your wedding day and it will delay yeah. 
everything because it's gonna you're gonna have to cut into time somewhere. So you're gonna be taken yeah. away from time somewhere else. So you're gonna have to look at that while the others are getting done and realize you're not if you're not gonna have enough time that you need to jump in. Yeah, like exactly. this is your wedding day. It's your fresh. So then I think too for the first person that got done at what five a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> six a.m. <laughs> that that the first person was done. Now they're in hair and makeup. Three, four right. hours ahead of time. Yeah, so exactly. I guess I'm curious, you know, to find out. And that's why you, if you need a team of mm-hmm. hair and makeup people, but there's only one you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can only do that. Me. So I'm curious to kind of see how you're, how, how, I guess I should ask the question. How are you planning to do that? Do you have a team of, uh, yeah, I have two. So we have six. So not all my bridesmaids are getting their makeup okay. done. Um, yep. so it's optional. So we have six and then we'll have a team of two ladies coming in. So that will help a lot. Yeah. But we're still going to have like an early 6 a.m. start time, you know, to make sure it gets done on time. But luckily, like the first step for me, I haven't even told her, is my maid of honor, Jackie. But she's a Marine officer. So like sleep is for the week. We understand that like you have to get up and you have to get moving. And I'm being a former pageant queen. Like I'm not even kidding, Brant. My makeup and hair calls would be at 3.30 in the morning. Because no, they had yeah. so many people, so many pageant contestants right. to do hair and makeup. And there would be like a team of 12 people. And we had rehearsals starting at 8 a.m. So you mm-hmm. had to have your hair yes. and makeup done before you had rehearsal. So if you wanted hair, you had to get your butt up and, you know, you'd sleepwalk into the chair. But like the hardest thing you're doing is sitting there. <laughs> like, yes. you know what I mean? Like you're getting yes. your makeup done. So like, yeah, it sucks to get up early. But like I said, that, that impacts the whole rest of your day. So, like, I would rather get up early, sleepwalk, sit in the chair, not yeah, talk to my makeup yeah. artist, get coffee in me, than like, okay, I'm gonna sleep until eight, and then, yeah, and then I'll sit in the chair and I'll chat a Have little some bit. Coffee. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, just get your butt no. up, get in the chair, and get it done. Exactly. And then another thing you mentioned was one place to the next, like factoring in travel time, because right. I think a lot of people don't think about that. Or like even me um, in my job now, being a flag aide, I have to do that for my boss. Like I'm always factoring in travel time. Like, okay, she has a meeting here. We have to transfer here. We have to drive here. I have to park here. So I always add extra travel time to everything. So yep. why is that important for your wedding timeline? I'll give you a great example of one. My actually wedding coming up this Saturday, we were doing a final timeline check and locations and everything else. So there's another tip. Make sure to do a final check-in. I punched in the address for the getting ready because I do an Airbnb and the address was wrong. Really? Yes. So, <gasps> and that was being sent to everybody else. So I had actually punched it in and I said, I don't think this is correct. So I went back and verified and that was not correct. So it's just little details like that again that put you at ease the day of that we verified all that everything's been verified and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, and also at least for the travel actual part of it, you know, for the photographer, oftentimes the wedding party is going in a car or something like that. And I'm lucky with your wedding, we're doing that. But most of the time I'm not. So often the wedding party gets dropped off and then I and my car go have to find a parking spot. I've got to get my gear out. Mm-hmm. I've got to get ready for this new thing. So not only is it the travel time for the wedding party and the bride and groom, but also for your for your vendors that are coming along with you. Yeah, totally true. And things happen, you know, mm-hmm. you get stopped at stoplights, there's trains, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm parking yeah. and you're booked, like obviously you have to factor that into it. Oh, another thing too, I was thinking about almost like factoring this into your timeline, but 
as soon as like you and I finalized our timeline, I reviewed that with my wedding planner. Mm -hmm. So I actually worked on my timeline with you before I even worked on my timeline with her, which I think is important because I adore my wedding planner, but she's also not a photographer. Right. Certain things that, you know, I need to be here in order to get that photo and like it or not, like you may not think that your wedding's driven by the photography, but it kind of is because if you want those moments, I like got to make sure that you make time for them. So I immediately reviewed it from her and we built our final timeline based off the timeline you and I built together. And then from there, another bonus tip is I am realizing like where I need to gainfully employ someone. So for example, specific tasks like Okay, you and I decided that, okay, from this, my ceremony, we're leaving on a party bus to go take pictures. So I wanted to do that so I could get different photos around in Columbus. Well, then I realized we're not going back to the ceremony. The whole bridal party is leaving on that party bus. So right. then I'm like, okay, asterisk, assign someone to make sure we get all of our bags, all of our clothes and extra stuff to take it back to our original hotel room. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask Austin's mom because Robin will be there. She can take us back to the hotel, all those items and things like that. But you can kind of start seeing like, okay, if we're doing that, we need this. And so I'm like building kind of like little tasks in the time. Like, okay, mom of the groom, please bring back things to the hotel room or make sure this bridesmaid brings alcohol for the party bus, you know, because I won't be able to do all of those things. So it helps get like a larger picture of the wedding day and what is needed. And I'm so glad that we did it three months out because now I can plan for those little things. Right. And you are giving a great shout out to the bridal consultants of the world Mm -hmm. because they are very much needed and just such a huge help. And it's a great help to me as well, knowing that those things are going to be taken care of. Cause I'm not, I'm not there on the day of the wedding going where, how are you getting these things out of here? And they're all, yep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yes. so true. I mean that, and I would say, um, as an aside, like that to me, I mean, it, it is a big like budget budget is huge, but you can afford, I would say a mistake is not having some sort of day of coordinator or some kind of extra help. And that's hard for me to admit because I don't like help. (laughs) I try to do everything myself. And then at the beginning of this process, I didn't think about it because I had you. And I've worked with you so much, Brant, that I felt confident you would keep us on time. You'd always be 10 steps ahead. But (laughs) then I thought like, ooh, who is setting this stuff up while I'm getting ready? Right, like, right. Who is 10 steps ahead of us making sure like the next piece of the puzzle is in place? And right. I'm like, I can't do that. And it's not and fair. It's, and you're me. not your parents. No, yeah. right. Like, and I'm not going to test my parents with that. I'm not going to test my in-laws with that. I'm not going to test my maid of honor because they're involved in the wedding too, you know? Right. So I'm like, I need a body double. I need someone who's going <laughs> to think as much as like, I'm going to think about this but I don't have to worry about it. And, you know, we were like, okay, we need a coordinator. And that I can already tell is like money well spent to have like an extra person as that force will back up to be doing all those things for us. Yeah. So that, I mean, I haven't had my wedding yet. So, but I can, I, I feel pretty confident. That's probably a mistake that people aren't thinking of that. They think they can do it all themselves and you absolutely cannot. Yes. And Two things there. Number one, I can't wait for our podcast after the wedding. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking 
taking that. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, we need to, I need to do like a podcast with Austin before the wedding about like how yeah. we envision things going. And then we had to right. do a podcast after the wedding with like how things went. And I need to do that with my vendors too. It could be really funny. Yes. It's super fun. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for that. And I remember the other point I wanted to make is originally you had kind of contacted me about all of us kind of getting in on the timeline. Yep. And then I remember I was pretty specific with you, like, I'd like to be there first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I, I did think a one-on-one. That, yes. And I think that's important. Just as you mentioned, your planner's not a photographer, like working together, what is important for photography. Yeah. And now that person doesn't have to worry about that section of the day. That's already pretty much done for them. Now they can work on the details. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important and I would guess assumed and, and they could look at it and go, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, that's too much time for this or, and then you go back and look at it. Is it because there's a lot of moving parts with it. So that's why I want it to be sort of first in line, at least in regards to the timeline. And then, then you start working the other direction, right? Like we talk a lot about working from the start, you know, to the end and then go back to the beginning. And so now you're, if you're having a band or a MC or a DJ, now they can start working on the timing, you know, how long the photographer's there. And as I mentioned to you in our meeting, I never want to guide the reception a timeline. That is up to your, yeah, like I said, DJ or MC or, or band. We know when you cut the cake and all that other stuff. I completely agree. And I, I think that was a good point too, because I was able to bring that to Sophie, my wedding coordinator, after we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had back-to-back meetings that day. I think I met with you first and I met with her second. <laughs> yep. It worked out so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yes. So lastly, so, you know, our tips were mistakes you're making. Number one, not doing an engagement session. Number two, not doing a first look with someone. And, mm-hmm. you know, any of those mentioned. Number three, not building a timeline and all the specifics into that. So we have one last kind of like bonus tip of mistakes you're making on your wedding day. And you mentioned let go of the drama. So kind of expand on that and why you think that's a huge wedding mistake. It's so hard because I see it all the time that the the stress of everything from the planning to the day, to the family, to the friends, to all that stuff that goes on, just my best advice is, you know, working that you're so prepared, like just my wedding day. It's sort of, it is what it is now. It's going to happen. We're going to get married. France going to take care of us. Our vendors are going to take care of us. So the best that you can, just let all that other stuff go and just enjoy the time with your partner and really embracing that time and that moment between the two of you because that's ultimately what it's all about. Yeah, it's so much easier said than done. I know it is. I've seen it both as a photographer, as a bridesmaid. I just recently was at a wedding last year and it, it made me really sad to watch this bride like not enjoy the day. Because she was so stressed. And she right. actually said the phrase at the beginning. It was like 11 a.m. And she said, I just can't wait for this day to be over. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And I just like my heart broke for her because I was like, that is a horrible mindset to have on one of the yeah. biggest days of your life. And you're just like letting the stress consume you. And we all handle stress in different ways. But I think for me, like I'm such a planner freak. I'm A-type, I'm OCD, like all those things, especially when it comes to events and organizing and scheduling. But I'm working really hard to do as much as I possibly can prior to even 
prior to the month of the wedding. Like I know there's right. like final details here and there, like April will come around and I'll have, I'll still have things that pop up naturally. But like, if I can plan to finish a lot of these tasks that are in my control prior to April, then right. I have a little bit of window for the, those last minute things that pop up. But I'm also working really hard to like visualize if something doesn't go the way I plan, like how will I react to that? And right. like, I need to get over that now. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it is because like the money that you spend. So like I'm spending a lot of money right. on flowers and decor and the venue, like all of these little things, like you, you want it to be perfect because you spent so much money on it. But like, I'm trying to think, okay, if the decor doesn't look exactly how I, I wanted it to, that'll stink. But like, I need to accept that now. So I won't be upset during the right. wedding and visualize yeah, because that. No one else will know that. No one else will know. Exactly. Like no one else will know. (laughs) No one else will know that like the wedding welcome sign that you spent $300 on isn't up. So like, they're not going to care. So like, don't let that just completely ruin even five minutes of your wedding day. Be like, oh, dang, that really sucks. I spent $300 on that sign (laughs) for it to be up and like it be a statement piece, but like, that's not going to change the day at all. You know, it's it's tough to have those conversations with yourself prior to. And I'm going to expand on that a little bit in the sense of I my heart is broken for so many brides who have been planning in this crazy world. And this might be the, the third date or the fourth date that they've worked on trying to get their wedding in. Mm-hmm. So that to me, adds to the pressure that they want it even more perfect because they've been planning it for maybe the last two years. Yeah. And four date changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. I think for me, like my my parents and Austin's parents, they've they've been so helpful and like giving Mm -hmm. us money and stuff like that. But I have been saving for my wedding since I was 21 years old. And before I ever met Austin, like I decided when I started making money, like, okay, I'm going to start putting, tucking money away because I knew I would have to foot the bill for most of the wedding. And I think a part of that pressure comes from that. Like I've been saving for so long (laughs) and like you just watch the money like disappear through this process. So I'm like, it has to be perfect. Like I saved so much for it. And all those little things add up and they're years and years and years that went into my savings account. But like you said, like people don't know the difference. So don't let that impact how you are going to enjoy the day. And as an, as a final note too, I just got this piece of advice and I thought it was really good. Someone mentioned, don't forget the wedding days about you and your husband. Right. If people truly care about you, like they're not going to be upset that you mm-hmm. didn't have a chance to spend 15 minutes talking to them. Like right. if they're really people who love you, if they're not, they're like, screw that. Like whatever, <laughs> right. but like you don't need to make it. Yeah. There's, you know, etiquette and, and things like that, but like you don't need to stress yourself out making sure you talk to every single person and that taking away for a day. Cause it's really like your day to have fun on your day and you need to enjoy your day. And I know that's Austin and I, we are very social. We're always thinking about other people. I'm like he's so considerate of his family and he's going to want to talk to every single person, but not realizing like that will take away from us actually even just being together on the wedding day and like going on the dance floor and dancing yeah. and being, you know, having those moments together. So like mm-hmm. we need to work through that too, of like, you know, kind of crushing those expectations 
and realizing like they'll get over it if they're really like that offended if we can't spend 20 minutes talking to everyone like to me that's not why you go to a wedding it's not like oh that's gonna be a great time to catch up with kelly and austin (laughs) right no let's facetime the week before like we'll we'll catch up then you know what i mean it's not like a catch-up thing it's a celebration so like quick congratulations exactly exactly like celebrate the two of you Mm -hmm. together and i think a lot of people that's a huge misunderstanding when they think about a wedding it's not a reunion celebration Yes. You know? And you well, are, what'd you say, 101 days? Uh, well, yeah, say? 101 days today. <laughs> so by the time this podcast airs, we literally might be like 20 days out. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. Season three, baby. But it's going yeah, fast. It's going, it's I mean, it's, it's ba- like, to, in my mind, it's like basically here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Once, the, plan, year, once yeah. The, the, the new year hit, I felt like, oh. It's coming. It's like yep. right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to coordinate schedules and calendars with vendors and meetings and even yeah, ordering, what... like things take twice as long to get in the mail right? now. So like, yeah. you know, you're thinking like, oh, I have so much time to order a rehearsal dress. Like, no, you need to order now because it. it takes yeah. so much time for stuff to come and be built and all of that. Yeah. Yep. And we booked our destination stuff. So I'm excited to, uh, to be part of that. And yeah, yeah. so we get our flights on and get, get the cars. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I, I really, I, I truly, I, I'm hopefully I don't get emotional at the wedding. I might, okay. maybe. You're allowed to. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it feels really great knowing I have someone I consider, you know, you're like family at this point. You know, you've been in my right. life for so long. So it's so exciting that you also get to do my wedding photographer. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's sort of, it's heartwarming to me because I'm probably gonna be the first person to congratulate you. Yeah. I'm going to be like the first person like you're going to see right after, yeah. you know, other than your parents. Yeah. And then I'm usually the first person to say, hey, where's your husband? Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's like yeah. the first time. So <laughs> there's little tiny moments in there that I love to be part of. Yeah. It's such a wonderful, beautiful thing. It really yes. is. I'm so yes. excited. Well, romantics. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, thank <laughs> you again, Brant. You just always provide such amazing insight. And I think... Brides need to hear this. Bridesmaids need to honor moms. The bride, like, it's so important and it's overwhelming. I have mm-hmm. friends who are getting, I have four friends getting married in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fortunate to have had the background in wedding photography and I've been a bridesmaid nine times and I'm going through this myself. So I feel like right. a pro and people don't have that. They don't have any right. idea where to get started. So these guideposts are so helpful and more than you know. Um, listen to your podcast. Yes. Uh, well, thank you again, Brant. Again, I'm going to put this in the show notes, but how can people find you? Brant Bender, B-R-A-N-T-B-E-N-D-E-R.com. And that's me right there. Perfect. And then, of course, Instagram, Brant Bender Photography. Yes. Facebook, I think, too. But search, search for the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Brant. I will see you in 100 days. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys, and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram, and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.